Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G.K. Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. The crew is back together again. How are we doing? better thank you for those two days off guys i needed them i'm not gonna lie my my bed was just it, it, my sanctuary i guess i don't know it was just and i i to be honest with you i, I tested negative for covid i like that i took all the precautions i don't know what it was but maybe i'm just maybe it's just me getting old i don't know yeah no i'm glad you're feeling better g hey i was stoked last night as a as a laker diehard laker fan that was a good move for us so glad it happened yeah, I know we're going to get into it, but Jihei, as a Clipper fan, how, how do you feel about Pat Bev as a Laker? Um, you know what? Good for him. Get your bag. I, I don't know. Like, get, get, get your chip if you really want to, and I know we're going to get into it, so um, I'm just going to digress. Uh, the only thing I will say is that Jamie Maggio put up a really interesting thing on her uh, caption for her Instagram, and it said, you you hate Pat Bev until he's on your team, and then you love Pat Bev. So that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Exactly. Big, big news. We'll get into that to begin the show. Let's now get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, Jihei. <laughs> Like we said, the Lakers acquired Patrick Beverly from the Jazz for Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. Um, guys, this move moves opens up. This move, sorry, opens up two possible roster spots for the Lakers. So, will the next move be a Westbrook deal? And what do you expect it? Uh, when do you expect it to be to happen? Listen, what a massive move for the Lakers. We talked about it on the show yesterday. We've talked about it for quite some time. Again, statistically speaking, Pat Bev, if you you were to just go by the numbers, doesn't move the needle. But his mindset, his demeanor, what he means in that locker room, what he means to that team that he plays on. When you look at the impact he had on the Wolves last year, when you look at what happened with him when he was on the Clippers, he changes the culture of your team. And so he's the extension of LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James can only do so much. Defensively speaking, he will get into the face of players who are not playing. He will get into the face of guys who are not playing hard. I think this was a massive move for the team. Now, the bigger thing is, what does this mean beyond just Pat Bev? I mean, do I believe that Pat Bev will now team up with... Perhaps the player that he dislikes the most or the guy who dislikes the most in the league, Russell Westbrook. I don't know. I know the Lakers are still trying to move him. Does that mean 
Buddy Heald in a Miles Turner trade is in the not-too-distant future. Rick Fox, by the way, had an amazing tweet. He's very connected with the team. He's not with the team officially, but he is kind of connected. He did mention, hey, listen, the addition of Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, and Pat Bev makes this a championship team. Of course, the Pat Bev move happened. Does a Heald-Turner move happen? Now, we'll see. Beyond this, if they don't make any more moves, they really do have a clean slate going into the following year. Now, I know the focus is on this upcoming season, but that is a big thing. They are not tied down by long-term deals. But in the short term, guys, this really does change how I view this team. I mean, when I look at Pat Bev, and you brought up a great point, G. Hate going off of what Jamie said, when you're going up against this guy, you don't like him. But I promise you, Laker fans, you are going to love Pat Bev. Yeah, no, Patrick Beverly. I, I, when the trade happened, I said just add five wins to the Lakers' outlook already. Just because of the defensive presence he brings, the intensity to that. This is a team that lacked heart. We talked about this yesterday. They lacked intensity. They lacked defense. Now they're likely going to be a top 15 defense, top 10 even. And I know their moves aren't done yet. They're still probably going to trade Westbrook. But this is a fantastic move for the Lakers. And if they do, remember, yeah, they have a clean slate. They'll have $46 million in cap if they keep Westbrook. But if they trade him for a Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, remember those guys are still on contract for the following season. So they won't have that big free agent splash next summer. Again, you got to look at LeBron's age, 38, could be 39. How, how long do you expect him to be in his prime? I think you got to make this move. you got to trade both picks. you got to try and contend this year because this is your best shot. I, I really think that this deal is a precursor to the Westbrook trade because yep. only really the amount of hatred and vitriol we've seen between Beverly and Westbrook, you have to kind of be a little bit nuts to put them in the same locker room together. And Brandon, you mentioned that they have two open roster spots now, which sets up perfectly for the Heald and Turner trade. Um, speaking about Heald and Turner, if you add Miles Turner to Anthony Davis and you give them both a healthy season, that's the best defense probably in the entire NBA with Patrick Beverly in the backcourt. The whole reason the Lakers won the championship in 2020 was because they were so versatile and they could switch one through five defensively. And LeBron James with an elite defense, Brandon, you keep saying you like him as the best player in the world. You give LeBron an elite defense like that, I don't think yeah, I don't think I can bet against the Lakers in a postseason series. Like that is literally the recipe for a Lakers championship. And they wouldn't I really don't think they would have done this deal unless they had a Westbrook deal lined up. But I They're guess gonna we'll do have to it. wait. And, and the see. Pacers are gonna get more than they should for Heald and Turner. They're gonna get two unprotected picks probably. And look, I know those picks, everyone's like, who cares? Those picks are like five, seven years away. But LeBron's not going to be on the Lakers in 27, right? Davis is likely not going to be on the Lakers in 27, although we don't know. He could be the franchise player. But those are very valuable picks, especially for a team that is right in the midst of their rebuild. They could be good by then, but imagine if they're good and they have those two picks. They don't see Turner or Heald in the long-term plan anyways. I think the Pacers are going to get a great deal here. When LeBron signed the contract extension, my first thought, well, actually it was two, it was like weird timing. I mean, they, they literally did it as noon as the schedule was coming out. So it was like this weird, like, now we, now you put out this press release. But 
It was watch for the moves that they are about to make. This that, that that contract extension was not done blindly. That contract extension was done in conjunction with a clutch, in conjunction with what are we doing? Okay, let's do the Pat Bev deal. Here's the other deal. And by the way, Twitter, be very, uh, you know, like look at some of the tweets out there. And a lot of people thought this was a very curious tweet. When the schedule came out, Pat Bev quote tweeted when the Lakers were playing the Clippers. And he said, you know, with the eyeball emoji. And then at that point, again, he's with the Utah Jazz. Um, you know, so what, what would he care? Pat, Pat Bev knew that trade would happen. And, and now the, 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 the tweet that I'm kind of focused on now is the Rick Fox deal. Again, Rick Fox is very connected with the team. He's very in touch with the people who are around the team, Jeannie Buss and Linda Rambis and things of that nature. Um, he's of the mindset the Pat Bev deal was, was the, the first move, whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow, I, I really believe this heel-turner deal will, will happen. And guys, I told you this in Las Vegas. The more people that I talked to in Las Vegas said this, Rapalinka will do a deal. And GMs know at the end of the day, he will give up more than he should. At the end of the day, though, if you're a Lakers fan, and I want to bring this to your guys' point and let me know what you think, let's play this out now. Okay, so they get Pat Bev. Let's say they get healed. Let's say that they get Turner. Where does that team rank? I think they rank as a top three in the Western Conference because wow. their defense is going to be so elite. It's it's a, that's this this is if you put the healed and Turner on that Laker team, they're better than the 2020 Lakers. So it's Warriors, Clippers, then perhaps yeah. the Lakers. Oh, that's what wow. I said. that's what I would say. And then fourth Denver, five Memphis. You know, wow. six. my only my only reasoning, and I I I I, I agree that they're in the top five. I agree that they're in the top five for sure, just defensively by adding. Um, Pat Bev, but my only issue is, and we've said this before when we got, when you guys got the Westbrook, when the Westbrook trade happened, chemistry. Like, can they mesh? Can they meld together? Can they work as a team? Can I, and you know what? Maybe Pat Bev is the piece. Maybe he's the key to making all of this come together. I don't know, but it takes a lot for those guys. I mean, the Clippers, even they still had to have some kind of chemistry. It took them years to get to that point where they have this kind of natural meld together right it's got it takes a few years for other teams to meld and mesh together it's very rare when you can get a one-year kind of thing where people automatically gel together um talking about the lakers too i mean unless westbrook maybe one of if one of two things happens with westbrook he get he jumps on board says yeah i'm i'm all in i want i want to be here blah 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 whatever and then sucks it up or they trade him and that no, locker room gets better. My my view of this whole deal is that Pat Bev fast tracks that 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 culture and of that gelling of a team. And again, Brandon and you guys brought it up. The 2019-2020 team was really piecemeal together. The Lakers really thought that they were going to get Kawhi. By the time that they found out they were not going to get Kawhi, they had to kind of see, like, who's available? And they put that team together. But the, that team won not only because they had two of the top five, two of the top ten players in the world, they played defense. So our money buckets, what happens? If, the, if, if this is the first step of what we believe is a heel Turner deal. So you add heel, you add Turner, you ha you add Pat Bev, you add these young defenders. Is this a top three team now? 
yes, I do believe it is a top three team. In terms of standings, I don't know how much these teams are going to care about the regular season, but when you match them up against Golden State, the question that I was asking last week is who would guard a Stephen Curry? Well, now you have the answer to that question. And then you flip it and you say, who's going to guard LeBron James? They only have one Draymond Green. If you put Andrew Wiggins, if you're matching the Lakers up against Golden State, I think that that's a tough matchup for the Warriors. And we saw it. I know it's the regular season, but LeBron went off for what, 56 against them this regular season? I think it would be between the Clippers and the Lakers, and we might get that long-awaited LA Western Conference Finals matchup that we've been waiting for. And in that case... I still think the Clippers with their with their wings and their depth are the best team in the West. But again, just like Jihei said, we haven't really seen the chemistry developed on either of the LA teams yet fully, like a championship level chemistry. So I think we have to wait and see, but I would go Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, all separated by a hair. The only reason again, why I would, yeah. sorry, the only reason why I would disagree no, no, no. with you, Armand, on that is just because the Warriors, I don't know how they pull rabbits out of hats, man, or hats out of rabbits. And I don't know how the <laughs> heck they do it, but they find a way to win. They find a they find the W, right? I mean, what, what was it two years ago prior to them even um, winning this title this past season? They made they still made the playoffs, didn't they? Like, I mean, with, with just Steph Curry. So that just shows you how great that team could possibly be. So as far as the West is concerned, I'm still putting Golden State above anybody right now. Um, I'm still putting them in that number one spot. I'm putting, I would probably switch and make the Lakers like the number four spot. I'd give them the number four spot. And I just feel like, I feel so bad saying this, but Denver's due, man, right? Like they have to be due as far as that, um, you know, just injuries and plaguing them is, is concerned. Um, I, those young guys are due. We we haven't mentioned the Suns. I mean, the Suns were the number one seed last yeah. year. And we shouldn't mention the Suns. Lot. We're over them. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I, kidding. I think, I think they're fourth in terms of talent. But at Denver, Phoenix, I, I just thought that, you know, the fact that they easily were the best regular season team, are we kind of sleeping on them a little bit or what do we think because they're returning the same basic team it's one of those things where they'll be really good defensively and they'll be a good regular season team but we all know what happens to chris paul in the playoffs it sucks but denver's team and the clippers team and if the lakers get turner and healed they're more built for a finals appearance phoenix more so and i hate to say this because they earned that finals appearance but they got lucky Let's be real. No, 100%. Any other year, they're they're not in that. They're not a finals team, right? So, yes, they have a good base, Armand, and they have an opportunity. But I think it's going to depend on the evolution of Aiton. And there was a lot of drama where they didn't want Aiton. There might be some problems in the locker room, you know. And Chris Paul's not getting any younger. I think you know, we kind of also know who Devin Booker is, you know, as well right now. Yeah, and the reason that I am reloading Twitter today and, and over the next two days, and I'm and I'm and I'm keeping track of Woj and Shams. Again, I really don't believe a deal like this happens unless a second deal is about to happen, and so um, that's the moment that I will be very excited about the, this upcoming season because again. Already, I didn't know what the dynamic would be in the locker room and during the training camp and practices with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. Again, 
The reason that that relationship is so contentious right now and the reason that when they were on the same court in Las Vegas for the Summer League, they didn't even look at each other. They didn't even walk across the court and say hi. Russell Westbrook knows that LeBron James at the trade deadline tried to get him traded. And, and that sticks with you. And that sticks with a guy like him. And now, not only that, he's getting all close and tight with Pat Bev, who, again, Russell Westbrook, and we, again, you have to take it back to Pat Bev um, hurting Russell when I think Pat Bev was on the Grizzlies, I, I believe, at the time. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly when. I think Russell was on the Thunder and or on Houston, I'm trying to remember. But anyways, he um, injured Russell Westbrook, and they've had a contentious relationship for quite some time. So I, I really don't envision a scenario where where Russell Westbrook is on this team. So, yes, whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's in the not-too-distant future, I do think the heel-turner deal will happen. And, Brandon, you hit the nail on the head, and this was like a while ago, and you wrote a column on your Substack as well. Once the KD situation got resolved, one way or the other, like if he got traded or they actually came to an agreement that, okay, I'm staying with the Brooklyn Nets for at least this upcoming season, at that point, the deals would begin and they have begun. Yeah, they're just trickling in. We'll see what happens. All these deals should happen in the next couple days. I also expect Donovan Mitchell to be traded by September 15th. You know, I do think that's going to happen. I know Danny Ainge likes some offers he has. I know they want R.J. Barrett. I'm hearing rumblings in the Knicks office first, and this is like ridiculous, but they'd rather keep Grimes for a lower price than give Barrett an extension after paying Brunson. I just think that's kind of childish. I wouldn't include Barrett in any Mitchell trade. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you, Brandon. R.J. is a, is a... In my opinion, a generational talent, but I think I'm also a little biased on that Duke end. Oh, no, for but he him. improved. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like he, he, he entered the league very inefficient, and last year he was one of he. His efficiency was much better, and his assists. You know, he's a great playmaker. He got better defensively. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I'm t- again. I'm agreeing with you. Actually, that like I think RJ just with time, he's he's going to be great, and he's going to be even greater. And he's not a tradable. He's not somebody that I personally, as a GM, would want to trade. That being said, um, do you guys think with this news about um, Pat Bev, why that maybe Russell is finally like, look, up my head's on the chopping block. Like, trade me, get me out of here. Like, you know, why would he even want to be there? Right? Like. At, at this point, I mean that's that's my guess, really. I mean, and he doesn't want to come back. And I think at the end of the day, he realizes he needs a change of scenery. And and here's the thing: he he needs to get paid that 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 massive contract, that salary. So it's not as simple as him leaving on his own or saying cut me or you know so right you have to you have to trade that contract it's such a massive contract though that's why the Kyrie deal made sense and some of these other trades make sense it's not a simple contract to move you know that being said I do think Russell Westbrook sees the writing on the wall he has not been wanted and, and by the way it, it's got to be so hard for him to, ha- to come back home to Los Angeles to pay to play for his hometown team and the fan base absolutely hates him I mean Brandon you touched on this I mean it's, it's, and I never thought this would be the case a year ago like like like, like even if his signing didn't pan out he is hated amongst Laker fans Laker fans don't want him back 
Yeah, that's the last guy they went back. And I, you know, there was that tweet that LeBron responded to, like Westbrook's gonna have a bounce back year. He's gonna prove everyone wrong. And I'm glad that LeBron is supporting him. But I also think that does not mean that Westbrook's back. He is saying that he's gonna have a bounce back year wherever he goes. And I truly, <laughs> yeah. I truly believe that as well. I agree with LeBron, a change of scenery. Russell Westbrook is still a very athletic player who will be very good on the right team. Yeah, he had a change of scenery yeah. a year ago. I mean, <laughs> let's let's not get that. No, 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 but that was but, 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 no, but that that was a bad that was a bad change of scenery <laughs> because it, people forget he was a pretty good again he wasn't one of the top 10 players in the world but he was a good player with Washington when the Lakers made that deal there were people who didn't like the deal or there were people who said that that this was not the right fit for him there was no one saying this guy's like the worst player in the world there was no one saying that like again like even if you didn't like the deal and you thought that this was a bad deal there's no one who thought this this would have been the train wreck that that it turned into so you look what he did in Houston you look what he did in Washington. He's a good player, and I think if he goes to another team, he can be a very effective player for that team. Again, he's now—he's no longer one of the top ten, top fifteen players in the world. But I don't think he's the worst worst player. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton. When we come back, right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor, select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310 310- 400-0340. right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now. Circus Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircusSports.com for details, and here he is, our good friend Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you? What's going on, Arash? What's going on, man? You got some good views out there in Vegas, I see. That's right. Living the dream out here back in Vegas, my home away from home. I was at Circa last night watching the, the Dodgers blow out Milwaukee Brewers. And, Nick, as I was at Circa walking around, I got the amazing news 
Pat Beverly is a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Dick, I mean, I mean, first let's start there, but I really do believe this will be the first of of maybe a couple of moves that the Lakers do make. But let's just focus on Pat Bev. I mean, you know, say what you want about the guy, and you don't like him when he's, you know, when he's wearing the opponent's jersey. But he really does change the culture of the team. You know, when he was on the Clippers, when he moved to the Wolves, uh, just changes the culture of the uh, team that he's with. Your thoughts on Pat? Pat Bev joining the Lakers. Yeah, he brings he definitely brings a certain level of tenacity. And he definitely brings a certain level of toughness uh, when it comes to being intense, whether it's in practices, and hopefully that translates into games against you know various opponents. Um, the real the real interesting. I wish there was a hard knocks version of the NBA because if we could have that for the Lakers, especially the the, the history between him and Westbrook, that's going to be interesting in itself as far as getting those two on the same page and seeing how they go back and forth against each other in practice. I think that would be box office. I know the Lakers have the legacy documentary that's currently on Hulu, but that needs to be documented during practices between Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook. Um, But at the same time, I think the Lakers, uh, to me, I wasn't, I wasn't happy about the move. I wasn't like excited about the move because I felt like the Lakers need better wing defenders more than they needed a Pat Beverly type who's actually, you know, creeping into AARP age uh, <laughs> when it comes to, you know, the, the, the level of, it, of, of what they need um, on the floor. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, I'm willing to see what the next moves are going to be. Um, but, you know, again, um, no shade against Pat Beverly. Um, I do find I didn't know I didn't realize Pat Beverly was a comedian because remember when he was on first take, he said if he goes to play for the Lakers, they're going to the Western Conference Finals. That's I right. I didn't realize he was such a comedian. <laughs> um, so you got a two for one. You got a guy that can be annoying on the on the defensive end. You got a guy that can tell jokes. So that's congratulations to the Lakers on that. I forgot about that. Yeah. So he did put that. Uh... Put that out there. He spoke it into existence, uh, Nick. Uh, okay, so let's play this out. As currently constructed, no, they are not a Western Conference Finals team. However, if they do move Russell Westbrook, your favorite Laker, for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, uh, how does that change things? Could they get to the Western Conference Finals? No, absolutely okay. not. And I haven't been. I know it's five o'clock somewhere, but I have not been drinking. Um, <laughs> I will say this much that kid, if they stay healthy, it is all contingent upon the health of Anthony Davis, aka Mr. Street Clothes, or I like to call him Mr. Tissue Paper. Um, <laughs> I think it just it, it's it's it's, imp- it's imperative about his health. I think with that roster, I think you can at least get to the, the first round of the playoffs, possibly. Um, but I think there's just better teams out there overall. We talked about you know Phoenix. We talked about Golden State. We talked about the LA Clippers. Um, you know, and several other teams. You got to look at the the emergence of the New Orleans Pelicans with CJ McCollum and, and Bi, and possibly the return of Zion Williamson. If Zion can stay healthy throughout the entire season, that could be uh, an opponent. You got the Twin Towers uh, in Minnesota. You have uh, Dallas, who I don't think is a fluke. I think they're actually trying to to elevate that team. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with Luca. I still think they need a second, uh, you know, second uh, player. Uh, second star on that team, but it's going to be interesting to see how uh, the Western Conference shapes out, but I still don't believe the Lakers are a top-tier team, uh, at least a top-four team in the Western Conference. 
So let me bring Brandon Deutsch into the mix. He do he does believe. And by the way, Nick, this is not just his opinion. He's backing this up with stats and numbers and advanced stats like that. Uh, if they do bring in Heald and Turner, and they already made this deal for Pat Bev, could potentially be the third best team in the Western Conference. Brandon, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, I think there's a possibility. Nick's right in the sense where it's all contingent upon Anthony Davis's health, right? He's one of the best two-way players in the league. If he's healthy, it raises the ceiling of even last year's catastrophe of a team, right? Like if he stayed healthy the whole season, if LeBron played more games, do they win 42 games? Are they the eight seed? I mean, it's definitely possible even last year with how bad that team was. Now this year, if you do make this trade, you give up two future picks, right? Unprotected for Heald and Turner, which I think they should do at this point because next year's free agent class just features Kyrie Irving. I like Kyrie Irving as a player, but... I mean, I don't know if they want to do that next summer. Heald and Turner will be on. Well, Her Turner will be a an unrestricted free agent, so they'll have to re-sign him. But Heald will be on the books for next season, right? I do think that the defense that Armand brought up earlier, Turner and Davis, if they're healthy, you bring in Patrick Beverly, a guy that can guard Stephen Curry, that can guard elite point guards, right? And you provide LeBron with a top 5 to 10 defense if you get Turner on this team, right? then they do have a chance. They do. I know they're not the Clippers. They're not the Nuggets, you know, talent-wise. They're not even the Memphis Grizzlies depth-wise, right? Or even the Mavericks, maybe even talent-wise. But if you get LeBron a top five to top 10 defense and you get a healthy Anthony Davis, you have some pieces around and Heald's the perfect player around side, alongside LeBron because he can shoot. It's not Russell Westbrook, right? Like who can't shoot, hit the broadside of a barn. Then you have a, a, a chance statistically to get to the Western Conference Finals. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying there's there's definitely a, a higher probability. There's a lot of ifs in that. If we're fifth, we all be drunk. There's a lot of ifs in that. There's a lot of things that have to go right. It almost has to damn near be perfect. And we act like Pat Beverly's some type of elite defender. No, he's not. He's a, he's a chihuahua. He's, he's aggressive. He's annoying. But he's not somebody who's an elite defender. I mean, yeah, he can guard Steph, but he can't guard Steph Curry for four quarters. He can't he can't guard your top-notch guys for four quarters. This is not going to happen. He couldn't even guard Chris Paul. That's why you get a pump move and shoved him in the back because he was frustrated. Um, so uh, when I look at this Laker team, yeah, I, I like Miles Turner. I like I like Buddy Hill. I've been I've been trying to pitch Buddy Hill for the longest because I think Buddy Hill is a compliment to LeBron. Um, but at the same time, when have we ever seen Anthony Davis play at least 65, 64 plus more games in a season? Not since the 2020 year when he when he pushed through those injuries and he had actually legitimate injuries. Remember against that game against the Knicks where he injured his back and he was out for about a week or so. Um, and he, he pushed through that. He had ankle injuries through, even through the bubble that he pushed through and actually saved the Lakers with a, a top notch three pointer. Uh, near the end of the game that got them the victory and got them the ultimate win in that series. Um, so we haven't seen that. So there's a lot of things that go on um, with the Lakers, and that's why I'm not confident, even with the moves that they're going to potentially make and get rid of those picks, um, in the words of, of Les Snee, F those picks. Um, it's, it's not going to do too much of a difference because there's, there's a lot of teams that are younger, faster, stronger. And the Lakers, unfortunately, don't have a lot of that uh, in their repertoire. Well, Nick, you mentioned earlier that they need um, a wing defender. Um, who do you actually think could take that place 
um, and could fit into that Laker roster spot? That's a good question. Um, you know, looking through different rosters, it's, it's about money. I think it's about the, the money and how much cap they're willing to spend. Um, well, what if this was what what if this was a perfect world, and the Lakers could get whatever? Like, who would you put in that slot? I mean, that's the, like I said, that's still a good question because I mean, it's hard to say who would it be. I think it's also about um, when you look at what the needs are overall. Like I said, I like Miles. I like Buddy Hill. Um, I think people kind of sleep on some of Buddy Hill's defensive moves um, because the man can play defense. Does he play defense all the time? Not all the time, but he can play defense. Um, so like I said, it's, it's, a new, it's a bunch of names I could throw out there, but I don't want to sound like the typical Laker myopic and <laughs> start playing NBA 2K and start putting out a bunch of names. But I, like I said earlier, I just don't feel like Pat Beverly was the best move. Um, I think that they could have gotten, or at least if they, if they took their time, they could have gotten something, um, you know, more suited to what their needs are going to be. Um, I like THT. I like Stanley Johnson. I thought they were both hustlers. I thought they were both grinders on the floor. Um, but I think THT took a step back this past season um, because there was such big expectations on him that he did not reach. Um, and I think that's why he was, you know, a part of that that current trade that's going to the Utah Jazz. Nick, big story this week: Gardy Moreno looking at selling his team, the Angels. Uh, big moment for them again because Shohei Otani is in a position going into a contract year where you know there's a lot of talk about him. Are they going to trade him? Is he going to go somewhere? They have Mike Trout. They haven't won a playoff game since 2009. Your thoughts on this? I mean, again, there's been no um, owner in baseball more hands-on and perhaps even more disliked than him well there's a saying in our community Araj, won't he do it <laughs> and this is just this is just exactly what what it was needed Artie moreno has been one of the worst owners in sports he has he has definitely been overwhelmed with this franchise um and Artie moreno has been a guy that's gone through at least four to five general managers in his time as owner so it was only right that he starts to put the team up for sale. Like you said, you got Shohei Otani, one of the hottest two-way players in, in Major League Baseball, is going to be up for contract. Um, so you have to do something. I think whoever the new owner is, the, the, first of all, that team is going to probably be sold for probably about $3 billion. Yeah. Um, when you look at the overall totality of what the team is, he owns a radio station that's connected with the team. There's a lot of factors involved with that. The new ownership is going to have to be willing to spend at least $3 billion, and then it's going to be a 10-year project, Arash. I think yeah. if you really want to build a championship team, and I know a lot of Angel fans that may be listening to your program are going to be pissed off at me, but I think you're going to have to trade Otani. I think you're going to have to trade Rendon. I think you're going to have to ultimately trade Mike Trout, and you're going to have to start from the ground up. I think you have to rebuild the farm system. You're going to have to start bringing in guys that are going to be able, especially on the mound, you're going to have to bring in some solid quality arms, but you're going to have to have the money to be able to do that. And you're financially strapped, basically, because you, you invested all this money into Trout, Rendon, and currently Otani. Um, I think you're going to have to start from, from, from scratch. And I think we've seen teams that have built up from scratch. Look at what happened with the Dodgers with Frank Mabroke. When he had the team, you know, they, they, they had a depleted farm system. The, the, the players, they were overspending for certain older players. 
and they had to really rebuild and get baseball-minded guys in there to understand the, 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 the sport, know what they needed to, to, to accomplish, build up the farm system, get some guys in there, rebuild the culture. And that's exactly what the Angels are going to have to do. They're going to have to rebuild the culture. Take a page out of the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have done a phenomenal job with Stan Kasten, with Andrew Freeman, at the time Farhan Zaidi before he moved on to the San Francisco Giants. And look where the, the Dodgers are now. I mean, they were in contention every year for the World Series. They finally won a World Series, and now they could be potentially on the verge of winning another World Series. They brought in guys like Mookie Betts. They got a Freddie Freeman. They got a Trey Turner. They traded for Max Scherzer last year. They were able to make these big-time moves, and they also made some quality moves getting a guy like Justin Turner, who everybody thought was his, his career was pretty much done. And in, in the years that he's been in L.A., look what he's been able to accomplish. You got a Clayton Kershaw out of, you know, in, 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 you know, in, in the farm system. You got, you know, guys that were able to sustain themselves and be a part of this magical run. And that's what the Angels are going to have to do. The new ownership is going to have to find that same type of, you know, oil in the ground to be able to rebuild and refurbish that culture known as the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Nick, we had some unfortunate NBA news today with Chet Holmgren having suffered torn ligaments in his foot, which is going to cause him to miss the entire season. Oklahoma City GM Sam Presti already said that they're going to stress patience with Chet. What do you think, two questions for you, Nick, what do you think this means for the future of Chet Holmgren? And what do you think this means personally would you, if you were an NBA player, would you play in these Pro-Am games? And do you think players will continue to play in Pro-Am games? Well, it's going to be interesting to answer your first question as far as Chet goes. I think, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, you never want to see a player of any caliber, you know, not even have an opportunity to compete and begin their career. So that's very unfortunate. I hope that he definitely recovers um, from that injury and, you know, begins his career. Um, but I think he's undersized. I think that this is this is a dude that needs to put on some weight. He's in Oklahoma City. There's plenty of cornbread. There's plenty <laughs> of beans and rice. There's plenty of uh, things that can put some weight on this kid that can really give him an opportunity to stay healthy. Um, but I think moving forward in, in the upcoming CBA, I think that's going to be something that's going to be definitely talked about amongst the MB, MBPA and as far as far as the owners are concerned as well, because. You have guys, we've seen the LeBron Jameses of the world. We've seen the DeMar DeRozans and James Hardens and, and you know, play, and, and guys like Jason Tatum playing at these pro-ams and, and these, you know, the Drew Leagues and the Rucker Parks. Um, but I think that's going to start popping, possibly cur be curtailed because they don't want to risk injury. If you're paying, if you're an owner paying a superstar caliber player all these amount, millions of dollars and this amount of money, you don't want them to go down into some type of pro-am or Drew League type of competition when they have a whole 82-game season, they need to compete and be able to get your team to the next level. So I think that's going to be something of a serious topic to be discussed uh, moving forward. So we could potentially be seeing the beginning of the end of NBA players being allowed to participate uh, in these amateur leagues over the course of the offseason, unfortunately. Now, Nick, do you do you consider that to be different than playing for their national teams or playing, you know, in the Olympics? Or do you think that that's kind of all in the same boat? No, I think it's different because when you're in the Olympics, you have, a, you know, stellar type of competition. You have guy. you have when you're in the Olympics, especially if you're Team USA, everybody's gunning for you and you're going to get the best of the best. And I think also from a marketing standpoint, I think the NBA loves it because you get a chance to showcase your talent, but also get a chance to showcase and scout new talent that's from different countries 
that could be able to come over here and be able to 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 you know ingratiate themselves into the NBA you know marketing machine and be able to to continue to keep keep the league global. Um, so I think there is a difference with that. Plus, there's a different level of uh, there's trainers. There there's a different you know uh, opportunities you know when it comes to preparing for certain teams. Um, guys playing for the national teams. I think, you know, you have to let them do that because obviously there's a certain level of pride for the country. And I think they also, too, have certain restrictions. I believe they put on those teams to say, hey, make sure you, you know, you check out or you or you look out rather for this player or that player. Make sure Luka Doncic doesn't do too much of this and that. And I think, you know, it's, it's kind of more it's more regulated um, than some of these, you know, amateur uh, leagues that the NBA players want to play in just to keep in shape and keep fresh. Nick, uh, I was at the Chargers Cowboys preseason game at SoFi, and the scoreboard, the video board, the 120 yard video board was not working through the first uh, half of the game. It started working in the third quarter. Um, a lot of the people on Twitter said that that would not happen with the Rams were playing. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, I, I had never did, seen did that. Dean, <laughs> maybe Dean's rent check was late. You know, maybe right. maybe stand and get the rent check on time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, you were uh, you were just at the Rams. Um, they had an event uh, prior to the kickoff. Again, they, they played the first game of the season Thursday, September the eighth, I believe, against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Nick, what was the, that event like? You heard from um, you know a lot of players and uh, executives. What are their thoughts on this upcoming season? Well, I mean, it was the kickoff lunch. It was the kickoff uh, charity luncheon, and it was something that has happened in a few years because of COVID, unfortunately. So um, everybody was just excited to be back outside and be back amongst people. Um, the players were excited to be amongst some of the fans that paid to be there. Um, you had, you know, Leslie, I mean, excuse me, uh, Sean McVay and uh, Kevin Demoff talking to the crowd. Uh, Steve Weish, who's from the NFL Network, who hosted it, did an outstanding job. Props to Steve Weish. And we had a chance to talk to Nick Scott um, and then uh, general manager for the Watts Rams, which is a, a, a youth league team uh, that the Rams sponsor in, in the community of Watts. Um, and since the Rams are all about community, um, just getting a chance to speak with him. I had a chance to talk to him, um, Mark May, uh, who's the general manager, and just being a part of that whole uh, ensemble to really get the word out of how, how imperative it is to get involved with the youth of various communities around Southern California and in Los Angeles, um, and how much of an impact positively you can have by just spending some time or donating funds or donating uh, supplies to make sure that these young people have an opportunity to really succeed in life and really have some positive role models and have guys like Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey or, um, you know, a Cooper Cup or guys like that to come out and really talk to these kids and really be involved with these kids uh, to keep them, you know, positive and in the right direction um, and keep them off the streets uh, and away from the negative elements that try to plague them um, through their adolescence. I love that. I have sponsored the Watts Rams before. It's an amazing group, and it's so cool that, that these kids get to wear the Rams jerseys and stuff like that and be connected with the team. Nick, you're the best. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll talk to you next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. Yeah,
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.